things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 12 edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. The Packers pull off an incredible win at home against the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, 27 to 19. And man, what a fun game to watch. Yeah. Not only did we get a big upset against the Chiefs, but we beat the Chiefs with Taylor Swift in attendance, which has not yeah, happened. Yeah, first time yet it's happened. Year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was a fun win. Um, as I was just telling you before the podcast, I wake up really early for work now. So it's hard to stay up for these primetime games, but. Man, this one was worth it. Really glad I didn't decide to sleep through this. <laughs> well, when it's a fun, exciting game, it's easier to stay awake. When it's boring and yeah. just like, oh my gosh. Well, I think our first Monday night game, it was maybe Sunday night of the year. You know, we were just looking like nothing was happening through the first three quarters. And I was like, <laughs> I ended up falling asleep on the couch watching the game. <laughs> So, no, this one kept me awake. Uh, we won by eight points the whole time. I don't know about you. I was nervous with Mahomes because he comes back in like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I was nervous the whole, what would you say, the last five minutes of the game. Just the refs really put themselves in the center of attention. Oh, my gosh. Did Not they like ever... they were one team or the other. They were messing up calls for both teams left and right. It was. Yeah, it's. Um, I saw a thing today. I think it was Mike. Mike Florio um, did an article and was talking about that nothing is going to happen with the NFL and fixing these referees and doing what they need to do because they still want to keep everything the way it's always been and keep the referees part-time employees. It's a money thing for them. Plus, they just they also like when. Uh, when they, like what happened on Monday night? People are talking about the game. Oh, can you believe those refs suck so bad? I mean, you know, they 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 bought into it, and it's going to take an act of Congress, like they did with the helmets, and say you either get serious about this, or we're going to start taking care of it ourselves. I think that's what's going to happen, and it might because with all the betting now with these, it's going to be a much bigger deal. Yeah, well, it has to be the owners to make a make a change. So yep. we'll we'll see, but it I mean it's ridiculous. We had multiple uh non-PI pass interference calls on the game for both teams. That one that the Packers ended up not getting called on the on the deep ball. I mean, I <laughs> uh who was it? Ballantyne, I think, didn't get called. I mean, right. that, that was obviously pass interference. He ran through his back, swapped his arm, like swatted his arms down before yeah. the ball even got there. And he was hanging on to him. If anything, maybe it was an apology. You know, the refs, it sometimes feels like they try to even out bad calls. And we had just had a bad non-call on the other side. So maybe it was like, all right, now we're even type thing. But the rough, like roughing the passer penalty, uh, when he hit him inbounds, Jonathan Owens, you know, hit Mahomes clearly inbounds. But because mm -hmm. you hit Patrick Mahomes, it's a penalty. Even though yeah, Mahomes was... is fighting for a first down, what are you going to do? Just give him the first down because he's Patrick Mahomes? Like, Well, it was reminiscent to me of um, a couple of other quarterbacks we've had play for us where they would get these calls and it'd be like, oh, they're getting it because it's Favre. Oh, they're getting it because it's Aaron. Um, but mm -hmm. that was, uh, yeah, that one. Uh, but it just, like you said, the whole thing, is these, uh, these refs really decided to... Uh, become the focal point of this game yeah that they, they um, really did i mean sorry go ahead that non-interference call at the end of the game i saw um the head referee say 
well, we do we do it this way, and this is how we position our guys. And the guy that's watching it, he has to see a clear sign that he's infringing on his ability to catch the ball. And I'm like, going, well, how could he not see that? If he's in a good position, I mean, there's just no way you couldn't not call it. But I think it's towards the end of the game where they get really, really um, careful about throwing a flag. Yeah, but it, it wasn't even just non-calls or calling bad penalties. It was also the fact that, I mean, we dragged the receiver out of bounds backwards, which should keep the, the ball, the clock running. Mm -hmm. And they stopped it. It was clear right. he was moving backwards. They stopped it. Um, with the, you know, there's the unnecessary roughness call, but then also like they had, I can't remember who got, who got ejected. Oh, that uh, was the running back, right? Because he punched our guy. Yeah. Pacheco, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he punched one of our guys, gets ejected from the game, and they stopped the clock. Yep. Which you should, one, the clock should run, but also they should lose 10 seconds for the stoppage. So they should well, have lost 10 seconds and the clock runs. Instead, it stops the clock and basically helps the Chiefs. So Pacheco gets ejected for punching and it benefits the team. Well, the excuse this referee gave was that it was a non-play penalty. And so it happened after the clock was stopped. And so that's why they didn't run off 10 seconds. <clears throat> oh, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, moving on from how lousy the refs were in this game, I really felt like better than any other game. All facets seemed to be dialed in. I mean, like for when uh, Kansas City went for that uh, two point after scoring so they could tie up the game. Um, the defense just smothered the runner. There was like the runner and four or five mm -hmm. Packer guys that stopped them behind the line. And I mean, that was that was such a good oh. feeling. That was huge. And I mean, we've talked a lot in the last few weeks. We've now won four out of five games. Packers are mm -hmm. six and six. We've talked a lot about that energy. We always talk about the team's energy, you know, how much they fly around, fly to the ball and just look like they want it. You know, you need to want it more than they than the other team. I noticed right away in this game. Like we we look like a college team. You know, like sometimes it, you watch college football and they're just flying in there, hitting. Mm -hmm. Then you watch the NFL and it's like, you know, they're they're just diving in with an arm tackle and they they fall off the guy, yep. which is something we've done for a long time. But mm -hmm. you know, we are hitting. We are going in full contact and trying to take them down. And it just looks like something clicked with this team in the last few weeks ever since you know, we mentioned, and I, God, I tried Googling it, but I cannot remember. I think it's a receiver after we lost to the Steelers said that we won't lose a game again this year. Right. Right. And we haven't lost a game yet, but we've also looked, our energy is so much higher and like their oh, desire yeah. to win looks so much higher. Jordan Love balled out in this game, 118.6 really rating, 267 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And I don't know. Even Dylan. He he said, um, well, this was a redemption game for Jordan because two years ago he had his first career start mm -hmm. in KC because Aaron's um, COVID um, injection, it didn't work. So he got COVID. His immunization. Yep. He, um, anyway, moving on. And the Packers lost 13-7. to Love had a bad game. And he said that he's had this game circled for a long time. He felt embarrassed how he played. He only... He went 10 of 13 passes. Um, he completed 10 of 13 passes with three touchdowns when Kansas City sent five or more pass rushers. And I didn't know this, but it, it gave Love eight touchdown passes and zero interceptions this season against the Blitz, according to ESPN. Mm. So that's pretty darn good. That is good. I mean, he the last few games, he has looked great. Um, it's really fun to kind of just see him out there. And I feel like we mentioned this in a previous week, but he really kind of looks like a hybrid between Favre and Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he does. Where he, he moves well, like Rodgers, probably better than Rodgers, you know, at this point in his career because Rodgers is older. Sure. But he moves well. You know, he has, especially on the medium to short throws, good accuracy, really zips it in there. But as we saw, especially in this game, he will throw it up there 
to let the receivers make a play. <laughs> he will off his back foot, huck it up. I mean, we had that third and long. He hucked it up and it just kind of fell right into Dubs like lap in between three defenders well, with that, one flying how about in the there. third and one the third and one and he heaves at 40 oh yards. that that's what i meant that's the one i was thinking of yeah third and one and then also the touchdown to watson where yeah. it goes like an inch over the defender's hand off yeah. throws it off his back foot and i'm like this that we haven't seen that kind of play those kind of plays since far yep i agree yeah man the offense looked great right right away you could just tell that Love looked really dialed in. I didn't remember how embarrassed he was after that start in Kansas City. But um, I read, like Christian Watson said, you could just tell. I mean, he was dialed in all week. When he went out there in the pregame, he was he was dialed in. And it just he said it. And the other players just fed off of it. They could tell they were getting excited. So it's I, awesome. I got a little annoyed with the announcers in this game. I think it was uh, Chris Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. Was one of them, right? And then was it Tariko? Yeah. Uh, Collinsworth, I don't know why I was getting annoyed because it felt like not just for the Packers, but Chiefs too, he was only focused on the negative. Everything he was doing, like, well, that was unprofessional or that can't happen or they shouldn't be doing that. It's like everything he was talking about was like the negative, the negative, the negative. And I don't know why mm-hmm. it was starting to bug me. But one thing I really liked that they talked about was Favre and Rogers were very... Uh, how would you say, like powerful personalities and they kind of put themselves on a pedestal above the team and kind of distance themselves from the other players mm-hmm. and love from every, and I liked it because it from everything I've seen in the off season during the season, it feels like he is, he's amongst his teammates rather than above them. You know, he's part of the team and it just feels like, that would will lead us to so much more cohesion as a team and togetherness and like wanting to win for each other. Well, I was looking at the Kansas City bench later in the game, and man, you could tell they looked down. They looked shell shocked. They couldn't yeah. believe us. Even with Swift there, Kelsey's hanging his head sitting on the bench. <laughs> hey, you know one of my favorite moments in the game was when you learned ben- that Jonathan Owens is married to Simone Biles. It's very what? When you learn that Jonathan Owens is married to Simone Biles, it's like, can't yeah, get through a game that without before. that being mentioned. <laughs> I uh, might have heard that. Ben Sims getting his first TD in the NFL on a very pretty play. And then he jumps into stands. Man, he looked like he was about eight years old. That smile was crazy. I was going to say, it was a good Lambo leap, too. He went just, he was like, whoop, like a Mario yeah. jump. And like, people whoop. like scattered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and as far he... as I could see, no one grabbed him inappropriately, which you see quite yeah, a bit sure. on Lambo leaps. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping an eye out for that. Um, always. It's, that's the first thing I look for. <laughs> it's usually the beer spilling, too. That always happens. But how did you feel just before the game going in? Were you confident? I was cautiously optimistic. Me, too. I felt like we were not favorites by any means, but I thought we had a pretty good chance of coming away with a win. Yeah. But we started hot. Oh, my and, God. I mean, they mentioned a few times in the broadcast, but it was a weird first half. Five drives total. Where it felt mm-hmm. like every time a team, one of us got the ball, it was a long, sustained drive down. Uh, for us, it was to the end zone. For them, it was for a field goal, which is huge for our defense that you held Mahomes and the Chiefs to field goals on right. the opening drives. But... Jordan Love, I mean, he looked again for another second week in a row, just lights out in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, you brought up the Pittsburgh game. And I'll say it again. I watched that game. I did not look at it as a loss, as more of we're, we're moving forward. We're getting better. And I could see things happening. It, and ever since that game. Yeah, it did look like progress in that game. But also since... um. Since that game, the Steelers are ranked fourth in the league in most stats. Oh, wow. Fourth or fifth in the league in most of the like kind of prime stats that analysts look at. Like they have been a top team all of a sudden. So it kind of helps you feel a little better about the loss. (laughs) Yeah, that always helps a little bit. But I was surprised they lost to Arizona this weekend. That was Arizona is not a good team. I think the Steelers thought they had an easy game and. They ended up losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I from what I saw, Kyler Murray was 
you know, really kind of putting some nice throws in there. So, but they know, lost by two touchdowns. Yeah, ten to twenty-four. But I know this is uh, getting ahead of ourselves talking about other games. But the Broncos finally lost. Yeah, they did five in a row with Sean Payton. Texans surprisingly fun to watch with C.J. Stroud. Oh, man, that kid. Mm-hmm. He he's not playing like a rookie. No, he's not. Alrighty. Uh, uh, one thing we... I wanted to talk about is AJ Dillon. I feel like a lot of the frustrations we've had with Dillon have disappeared in the last few weeks, and it makes me wonder if it's the lack of Aaron Jones. Like some guys <laughs> need that rhythm of the game to always oh, yeah. be getting handed the ball. Like maybe you gotta get he's greasy. Not, yeah, he might not be a split back guy who can share carries. 50-50 with another running back, he might need that momentum to keep going because he's been making nice cuts. He's been running through people, and when he gets tackled, he's getting three more yards falling forward. Yeah. Which yeah. is what we've always wanted from him. Yep, and it was so fun. He averaged 4.1 yards a carry in this game for 73 yards. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll take that every game. Um, by the way, uh, we can't give you the injury report because we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah, I did look, uh, try to look into the Watson hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. I, I got frustrated with, uh, what is it? Um, uh, the Wisconsin state journal or Wisconsin Packers journal, something like that. It's one of them. You always see Wisconsin state journal. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're pretty much just clickbait at this point. I always see them pop up. You click on it and there's nothing. It, It said right in there, Christian Watson injury update exclamation point. I click on it and the whole article Blah, 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 blah. All right. There's no update. Yep. Yep. That's very common now. It's so, probably written by AI. So. Yeah. Gets so annoyed. But um, I did see LaFleur said today he doesn't think it's as serious as the initial hamstring injury in the preseason that kept him out for three games, which is good. And we did see Watson walking around the field after the game, shaking hands, talking to people. And apparently he looked like he was moving pretty well in the training facility today. So, yeah, I, I think. Yeah. It's um, I, I don't want to say I feel okay, but I feel better if he ends up not playing, because uh, the rest of the receivers are looking pretty darn good. And we're playing the Giants. That helps. Yeah, if we just, were playing another top team like the Chiefs or Lions, it'd be like, oh god, we really need Watson with how right. he's been playing. Right. But Giants, you feel a little better. And you got to worry about that turf in New York, man. I hope we can get out of there without any major injuries. Yeah, speaking of the Chiefs, it felt like every other play they had a player going down. Oh my gosh, it was it was horrible. Do you think it's so they talked a lot about the cleats and that their I think training staff or defensive coordinator like made sure all the players had better cleats for the field. Do you think maybe it was they're not used to the cleats? I don't I I can't I'd have to go back and look at the injuries because I felt that they were more actual football plays that they were getting hurt but I guess if if they got longer cleats on they could stick in the ground and you can get hurt mm-hmm. that way but um I know some teams really struggle with Lambeau Field sometimes the Packers struggle with Lambeau Field so speaking of not struggling Matt LaFleur now 16 and 0 in December Oh my gosh, yeah. You do not want to play the Packers in December. <laughs> but did you Santa's see what his team? What did you that? see what what his uh January record is? I mean, let's focus on the good here, why don't we? <laughs> Playoffs have not always been our best friend. I get that. <laughs> five and five or six and six, something like that. He's five hundred, I believe. So. I did tell Daniel my uh 49ers fan of a friend that you know it looks like we have a pretty good chance at this point to make the playoffs and get trounced by the 49ers (laughs) can't wait (laughs) I thought we were trying to keep this positive it is positive I feel like that would be a positive end to this season when we I said at the big in our preseason episode a wild card appearance in the playoffs would be a huge victory of a season did you notice um I mean, it was such a weird series of plays when the uh, Chiefs were doing their trying to tie the game at the end of the game. And man, it, it just looked ugly. And they they looked off and Mahomes had a couple of lousy passes to no one. There was mm-hmm. nobody around. 
And it, that does not look like a team that's been playing together. He, Yeah, and he was also throwing the ball away fast, which he's known for holding the ball, evading pressure. And it makes me wonder just about how he'd been affected over a whole game of quite a bit of pressure on him. He oh, was sacked three times, but they were really getting pressure on him. And mm-hmm. every week we're talking about that pass rush, and it just seems like every week they are, they've been reliable. They get to the quarterback. They at least hurry the quarterback. And, I mean, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, I don't think Wyatt played this game, right? Wyatt was hurt, but, I mean, they, they've been looking great. So well, we got... That's how you win in the modern NFL. Yep. You pressure the quarterback. They've allowed, the Packers defense have allowed 24 points or less in eight consecutive games. The longest such streak since the Super Bowl championship season 2010. Ah. That's right. Let's (laughs) do it again. And then uh, going into this game, uh, the Packers had the eighth highest quarterback pressure percentage in the NFL. And that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've been... We've been looking good. We're six and six. It it I mean it was a it really helps you as a Packer fan relate to the rest of the NFC North to have gone through that stretch of mediocre quarterback play. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to be back where we belong with a star quarterback. Where we belong. <laughs> <laughs> I read a um article today, I believe this one was uh, artificial intelligence as well, but um, they were saying in the article that um, it's just unprecedented for any professional franchise, you know, assuming that love continues is on his path, that to be able to have three superstar quarterbacks back to back to back. And it's, you know, it really kind of made me start to wonder. I'm like, nowadays, you want to tank your season so you can draft earlier to get a stud quarterback and then you start them usually right away mm-hmm. and then you can sell all those jerseys and then you know you bring in hopefully you have the coaches that you can deal with this new talent but why well, so often they struggle that first year and and I think that that really diminishes their their career in a way yeah well and I think in the last 15, 20 years as that's become more and more of a trend, you know, more and more money in the game, things like that, a lot less patience from owners to draft and develop a quarterback. But as we've seen that happening more, I think we've seen a lot of quarterbacks come into the league who could have been very successful, get washed out in their career ends because they were forced in too fast into a bad situation. And I mean, Packers are one of the most old school teams. You know, you got Lombardi, you got Seal here and a Seal here, and just doing <laughs> things the old school way. I could see him doing that. You got a yeah. Seal here. <laughs> so we do things the old school way, and that includes developing our quarterback, giving him time to become like setting him up for success. You know. So the question is. Why if don't he, others do it? <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you that. It's like if he does succeed. Do you see any team owners is going to take an owner to to say, hey, I want to try the Packer way? I mean, it'd be hard to imagine that a at least no like that no teams would that no teams would see us get a third Hall of Fame QB in a row and go, maybe we should try that. <laughs> you know, and I think part of the reason we've been able to sustain that tradition is because we don't have an owner. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is also the thing that people will complain about. We need an owner to to shake up the cage. We got to get some free agents in here. I kind of prefer having a front office that's worried about keeping their career. They need long-term success to keep their job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't own the team. Boy, and I know it's I own the team. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, The Packer fans are no different than other rabbit sports fans, but... Oh my gosh, the seesaw of emotions with these Packer fans. You know, we got to get rid of the floor is washed up. We got to get rid of Goody. He doesn't know how to do anything. And then all of a sudden they turn around and they beat Kansas City and they're like, what do you guys think? How far can we get in the playoffs? (laughs) I I saw a 
when I was reading some posts on Reddit today, someone made a comment that they had been so disheartened by the Packers in the first half of the season, they decided to become a Chiefs fan and bought a Chiefs jersey, but now they're back to the <laughs> Packers. Like, you are not a Packers fan. No. You might be a football fan, but you are not a Packers fan. That's right. Hey, we've won three in a row, four of our last five, and now tied with the Vikings at six and six for second place. And we still have to play them this year. Yeah, second to last game of the year. Yep. It's going to be a big one. What yeah, What true. are the Lions at now? Because they... I mean, they looked good. Uh, I think they're two ahead of us. I gotta, I can bring up. I was wondering, like, can you imagine if we won the division? (laughs) The (laughs) NFC North, like those Packer fans, now. Like, there'd be Uh, a suicide watch with NFC North fans. (laughs) All right, let me see. You want to know what? uh, What the? Who? Which team do you want to know? Oh, Lions are nine and three, three ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, they're three ahead. They're five and one away impressive and it is you must be on nfl.com i'm on google you're on a shoogle i just googled it and i looked at the picture they showed me at the top of the page (laughs) (laughs) so we got uh uh the last for the lions the last five games they've been four and one the last five games the vikings have been three and two and the last five games as i said we've been four and one and notice we don't really even talk about the bears who and just in case you're wondering the <laughs> giants are four and eight and the other reason four and nine they're uh the only reason why they are not on the bottom is because they play in the same division as the washington commanders there you go that'll help that's like having the bears in your division it's yeah the bears and the commanders are kind of like my francis <laughs> dagnet in high school i was a fat kid and I had acne really bad. It looked like my face caught on fire and somebody put it out with a track shoe and pimples all over the place. And, but Francis, he was fatter than me and he had more acne than me. And so I said, well, at least I'm not Francis. Guess we all need someone to punch down at, right? <laughs> Gosh. All right. Uh, let's see what else to talk about the game. I did want to touch on the Keyshawn Nixon interception. That was I mean, one, it was at such a clutch moment in the game to get that pick off of Mahomes, but also mm-hmm. just the way he tracked the ball in the air and oh, adjusted. He looked, he looked like the receiver, and the receiver yeah. looked like the defender. Yeah, can you, in case uh, our listener didn't uh, see it, can you give your play-by-play, please? <laughs> uh, Mahomes back to throw, drops back, avoids pressure, throws it off to the right. Oh, Keyshawn Nixon. Fall, tracks it, comes down with the ball. He's out of bounds. The Packers have it. That might be the game, folks. <laughs> how was that? Okay. And how about the, uh, that was very good. I was um, going to say it was a floater. And then I, I missed that part because it really was um, a floater. What was the play? It was towards the end of the game where there, I think it was a running back. Um, they called it down, but he fumbled. And we ran it back for a touchdown, and they said, no, he's down. It, it, that wasn't a fumble. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a I, touchy play right there. I, I I could see it going either way when they were showing yeah, the replay. I initially, initially watching the replay, did not think it was a fumble. I told I, your mom, I said, I don't think they're going to turn it over. <laughs> I mean, if Madden was calling, he would have told you. Like, his butt, butt cheek is on the ground. He is down by contact. And so one butt cheek equals two feet. One knee equals two feet. From what I remember of Madden, uh, I think the butt cheek was kind of the trump card. Like if any cheek touched turf, played <laughs> played dead. Turf cheek. <laughs> That's right. Turf. I don't cheek think we've ever sounds... said cheek so many times in our podcast. Turf cheek sounds like when you look at the injury report, and all of a sudden you see like turf toe, but a turf cheek. <laughs> Oh, that's got to be painful. It's going to be hard to go to the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> Who was it we had <laughs> dealing with turf toe for so Was it Driver? He would have like a season-long turf toe injury listing? I can't remember. I think he might be right, but I can't be for sure. It's been a while, hasn't it, since we saw Driver out on the field? Yeah. Yeah, I miss it, that dude. Yeah, I mean, it makes you really hopeful for these young receivers. I mean, they're all second-year or first-year receivers. Romeo Dubs had a good game. 
72 yards. Christian Watson has looked great the last few games, 71 yards, two touchdowns. Devon Dontavian Wicks is just solid out there, and he looks like he's fighting for every ball. He catches he everything. He looks like a stud. Tucker Craft coming out of nowhere after the uh, tight end injury to uh, Musgrave. Musgrave. Mm-hmm. Jaden Reed looking good. Malik Heath looking good. Like A lot to be hopeful for with the future of our receiving core. And it looks like they're really starting to mesh with Watson. I know Watson on the bye week, we heard that Watson got them all together, said we need to turn this around. They've been spending in the bye week and since time outside of training together working on things. And it seems like it's really starting to work. I agree. I uh... haven't had a, a really nice, solid receiving core top to bottom since the driver days, since Jordy Nelson, driver, Jermichael Finley, James Jones, all those guys. Yeah, you got it. Um, how about, uh, I like that Patrick Taylor got a couple of carries and he had a nice, what was it, like a 25-yard break? Um, 24, was, yeah. That was a really was, nice, really nice run at a time we really needed it. However, he had both those runs in a row at the end of the game trying to salt it away. And... Or no, not salted, but like, you know, we're running the ball mm-hmm. while we're still trying to like move down the field. Not much time left. Get out of bounds, buddy. I know. Go. We out had of two bounds. or three like, plays like that. Yeah. His first run looked good. He was going out of bounds. I'm like, oh, that was really nice. And then he cuts in. He I know. cuts into the field. And then the second play, I'm like, you know, maybe he couldn't get out of bounds with the tackle, but like, he, he should have like gone out earlier then. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's well, a young uh, player, but some really nice runs out of it. Ah, uh, that's a that's a teaching moment right there. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Any uh, anything else to highlight? Anything on the defense? Uh, our pass rush was really nice. I thought our secondary played really well, especially since we're playing against the Chiefs. Valentine mm-hmm. seemed to have a good game. Um, Owens. Hey, Walker had a heck of a game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how did, uh, are you happy? Andres Carlson, no missed field goals, no missed extra points. I shot. I actually have it right here. It says, um, I I know I've been critical, so I have to give props to Andres Carlson on hitting a clutch 48 yard field goal near the end of the game. I will be honest. I was nervous. You were nervous. Yes. I was nervous. (laughs) I was surprisingly not all that nervous. Hey, you know what I really thought was cool was um, Whalen when he kicked that punt and he put it in. Wasn't it like the one yard line? That was that was big. That was kind of deflating for Kansas City. You you're hoping he kicks it out of bounds so then or into the end zone so you get it further out. But that that special teams unit did a great job on that punt. Hmm. And that's multiple weeks in a row now that we've downed a punt at the one. And the guy who downed it fought through. Um, fought through a block, fell down, got up, and then got the ball. Yep. Keeson Nixon, a couple of other great runs. 30-yard average. Two runs, 60 yards. Wow. That's uh, that's impressive stuff, man. That's That's the the juice that you need sometimes to to help your team keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, uh, Packers are good again. <laughs> Not too bad. Um, one thing I wanted to mention on the defense before we move on is uh, we mentioned Jonathan Owens, but Darnell Savage also had a great game. Kind of highlighted more than he, he's been kind of quiet this year, but he had two big stops at the line broke up a big pass and only allowed one catch in coverage the whole game when he returning from injured reserve. So nice to see. And Nick yeah. Barry had a good game. We talked about Nixon, but outside of the pick, Nixon still had a good game. He did give up four catches. Um, and then the, the pass rush, you just. Nice to see our first ran first round pick um, got a sack. Mm-hmm. Lucas Van Ness. Van Ness yeah. He's fast. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. a speedy guy because he's he's the same guy who ran down. Uh, sh- uh, shoot, who was the? It was Fields, wasn't it? 
Yeah, Justin Fields, you're right. Yeah, faster than Fields. Ben, yes. <laughs> you love to see it. So all around, um, just a fun game. Yeah, it was. Fun game it to really be a was. Packer fan. It was worth and... staying up for. <laughs> I hope so. And then you <laughs> suffer for it. You've been getting over your cold, so that's tough. Well, yeah. are you ready uh, to move on to the game ball, sir? I am ready for the game ball. And now it's time for the game ball. And this week's game ball goes to Jordan, Hall of Fame number three, Love. <laughs> Four big time throws, three touchdowns in the game. And not only zero interceptions, but zero turnover-worthy plays through the whole game. Yeah. Well, he got... Let me go back here. Um, I want to take a look at how many sacks did Kansas City get? Because I know they got a, yeah, two of them. They, they got a two, couple of them. Yeah, they had two. So um, he, he did take a couple sacks. Uh, hanging on to uh, the ball. Yeah, but a lot of the season, I feel like, that stat turnover worthy plays, even when he hasn't had a lot of turnovers, we've seen that number be a little high and you see it in the games like, oh, he got a little lucky there or, oh, it's lucky, lucky they dropped that one. No point in this game did you feel like he got lucky. Maybe right. it, maybe the couple floaters off his back foot that ended up right in the perfect spot, but it it's hard to say that's lucky when it works out so well. I agree. And congratulations, Mr. Love. Um, Congrats. And, and you, you talked about him regretting that first appearance against the Chiefs. Yep. Did uh, During the game, they mentioned that he said his biggest regret is that he played too conservative and he didn't throw it up enough for the receivers to just be able to go up and make a play. Hmm. And he, he made up for that in this game. Yeah, he sure did. Hey, by the way, I, um, as Sean mentioned, we play uh, Sunday night against the Giants Monday in night. New York. Or Monday night, I'm sorry. Um, and then it's it's a Monday night double hitter because they have another game at the same time with Tennessee oh, at Miami. No, I did not realize that. Look at that. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, we just we gotta get as much uh, money as we can. So we'll just keep putting these shows and or these games in prime time. Um yeah. all right, we got uh you wanna go through the picks? Sure. I will go through the pick 'em. Uh, we went into last week with you up by one. We agreed on every game, like the Lions being the Seahawks, the or sorry, the Lions being the Saints, Cowboys being the Seahawks. And we both got it wrong that the Jaguars would beat the Bengals. I thought with Joe, Joe Burrow out, Jaguars looking good, they would have that one. But they also lose Trevor Lawrence to a nasty looking ankle injury. Yeah, they're saying it might not be as severe, but I don't know, man. Yeah, and then the only game we differed on, I, I bit the bullet, took the Chiefs, you picked the Packers, you got that right. You are now up by two <laughs> going into the next week. And even though you're up by two, I'm going to be honest, I will have a very hard time picking the Packers. Like, <laughs> I, I very much believe we'll beat the Giants. But I I, I, I would feel like I'm kind of jinxing it. <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> So we'll see. It's like I've I've shared this before about your mom. She is superstitious. We were years ago. We we're watching a Packer game. She's even more stitious than me. And um, the Packers were not doing well. And she went out of the room and said, "Just keep the game going because we have a DVR." And so I did, and and we scored when she was gone. And so I said. Hey, you want to see the play? She goes, nope, I'm not coming in. I'm going to stay out until they win the game. And so she went and laid on the bed. <laughs> she, and it worked. she hasn't been able to see a game since. It's been years. Yeah, that was 94, I think. <laughs> All right. So you're up by two going into week 14. All right, cool. Um, you so you mentioned clean up scores. Yeah. Just some of the scores. Thursday night, it was Cowboys over the Seahawks. It was a tougher game that I... I thought it was going to be. I didn't see any of it, so the score can be misleading. How about this one? Chargers at New England. Chargers score six. New England scores 
that zero. much. That much. Just zero. That's a uh, that's nasty. The that, tough year uh, to be a Patriots fan. Oh my goodness. Uh let's see. We mentioned the Cardinals over the Steelers and an upset. Um the Dolphins really hammered on the uh, Commanders 45 to 15. We talked about the Broncos losing to the Texans 22 to 17. And let's see. I'm surprised the Browns played as bad as they did against the Rams 36 to 19. Um, and then the big one that really stuck out for me was the 49ers in Philly. And they won 42 to 19. 42 to 19. Yep. Yeah, the Niners are looking scary. Niners are looking scary. Are. Well, kind of a we mentioned the uh, Jaguars game. Um, the Bengals were able to pull that one out, thirty-four to thirty-one. So they're back at five hundred and six and six. Jaguars are eight and four. Uh, one other update to get in there. You haven't asked this season, but my fantasy team clinched the playoffs, and we uh, so. One thing about this league I'm in is they love to just snatch up quarterbacks in the draft. Yep, they sure do. Um, even even like draft a second top quarterback, keep them on your bench in case because they're such high scoring players. So mm-hmm. it's weird. So I I ended up not uh, even bothering to draft one. I went with Jordan Love off the waiver wire. Named my team Love Train, and I've been riding <laughs> that Love Train ever since. We got. We won the first couple weeks looking good, and then it was just downhill from there, losing everything just like the Packers. And all of a sudden, we are on a five-game win streak ever since the Packers heated up, the love train has heated up, and we are rolling into the playoffs. It's the love trait. The love love (laughs) trait. All right, let's keep on picking up here. Let's do the uh, the picks. Week 14, we have Thursday night football. Patriots travel to... Ackershire Stadium to take on the Steelers. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. I will go with the Steelers. Going with the Steelers? You don't want to take the zero-point pets? Not this week. All right, I'll take the Steelers too, especially with how good they've been looking. Although I think Kenny Pickett is out for at least a few weeks. Is he really? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been a bad year for quarterbacks staying yeah. healthy. A lot of guys out for the season, even a lot... Of, on top of that, a lot of guys just missing a lot of games. Yeah, you uh, mentioned before that quarterbacks can get put in a situation they just pretty much wash them up. They're they're not going to be able to be what they obviously thought they could be. But what also happens is that these quarterbacks that high draft picks kind of filter down and they kind of become high price backups. Mm-hmm. And and some of these guys have done pretty good at, at taking care of, and they get picked. Geno Smith is one of them. He, he was a backup for a long time, and then he got the job in Seattle and doing well. I've always been kind of a Geno Smith fan, not even really sure why. So I was very happy to when, when he started seeing success in Seattle. Um, but, I mean, look at uh, Josh Dobbs, perennial backup. Oh, wow, yeah. Gets a chance to, you know, kind of show off his ability with the Cardinals enough that he gets traded to the Vikings at the deadline to replace Cousins. and. I mean, he's been the guy there. They they love yeah. him, and this is. His I think they got him. Uh, I think it might change though, as there's more and more tape on him. I think he was hurt too this last game, wasn't he? I think. I think when he loses to the the Packers in the second to last week, the Viking fans are gonna maybe sour on him a bit. <laughs> All right, next All game right. we got to pick. We have a noon game: Lions at Bears, noon Central Time. Lions at Bears. I'm taking the kitties. I'll go with the Lions as well. And you got the Bears. Okie doke. I got the Lions as well. Then we have a 3 o'clock Central Time game. Vikings traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders. I think I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. I think I'm going to go Raiders. Raiders at home. Yeah, it's what's, kind of a toss-up. What's their record? Five and seven. Okay. Uh, Five and yeah, seven, they're... but... Yeah, I'm going to go with the home team. I'm taking the Raiders. Okay. I think Adams still has fondness for Green Bay, and he's going to know how much this win will mean for our playoff chances. So he'll he'll step up for us. Adams will. Yep. Devontae. Okay. He's a receiver. He's on he's the, gonna he's on the Raiders. He's going to step up for us. Yes. 
When did we pick him up? No, on the Raiders, he's going to help beat the Vikings for us. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. Yeah, okay. There Woo. we go. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Woo. All right. Sunday night football. We have Eagles traveling to Arlington to play the oh, fun Dallas game. Cowboys. This will be a fun game, especially now that the Eagles have something to prove after getting just stomped by the Niners. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They play really well at home. Are you? All right, I'm I'm actually going to go Eagles on this one. I don't blame you. I think they'll turn it around. Um, but I mean, it's a coin toss. They're both good teams. Some of the top teams in the league. Um, Eagles are ten and two. Cowboys nine and three. Yeah, look. Do you see that the net points? Eagles are at forty one. Cowboys that are one hundred and sixty eight. One hundred and sixty eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, their defense has just been lights out this year. So that that's crazy, though. What are we at? Uh, 15. We could improve upon that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look so great next to 168, but at least it's not <laughs> negative, right? At least there's not like a dash before the number. <laughs> no. All right. All, right. All right, let me see. We got so that's it, right? For the picks. Nope. We have two Monday night games. We have the Titans traveling to the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, um go take... with the the Dolphins. Yep, I'll take the fishies on this one too. And then we have the Packers going to the New York G Men. Yeah, no, you're picking the Giants. I'll pick the Packers. All right. I don't even want to pick the Giants, but I'm gonna do it. I can't I can't help it. If if we lose, I'll I'll be out of the cycle and happy for it. But until we do, I have to pick against us. For the good of the team. And the well, community. I appreciate you taking one for the team there, Sean. Mm-hmm. I'm and trying to look I, through here and see if there's any other games I want to mention. I really don't see anything that uh Bill's Chiefs could be a fun one. Yeah, it, the Bills, it depends on who's showing up for the Bills. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so you are up by two. We differ on three games. We'll see how we look next week. But the Packers are they are fun to watch right now. Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. They're young. They're energetic. And they want to win football games. Hopefully we can keep the same energy going into a, a lesser team, you know, um, keep that same energy right out from the gate in New York um, and come away with a win. That's going to be great. Get back above 500. Who was it that beat the Broncos earlier this year by 70? Who was or, it? What? Or they won by 50, but they, they scored like 70 points against the Broncos. Was that Miami? Is it Miami? Okay. I, I want to beat Miami. that record. Against the Giants. that That's what I'm looking for. Just a huge blowout. Get that point differential up. Match the Cowboys. Yeah, it's not like the college game where you got to pad your stats so you can get a better bowl game. But um, Why I not? Just, I'll take a win. I'll take I, a win. I want the... Like, these coaches are so nice to each other nowadays. You know, like, oh, good game. Da, da, da. I want the old school days where, you know, they're, they're asking... Uh, uh, Tom Landry, why'd you go for two at the end of the game there when you're up by 20? No, because we couldn't go for three. I don't know if that was Landry. Was I, I, I'm not sure if it was. but <laughs> Well, I told you years ago, I saw an interview with a, a football player. He played like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh can't remember who it was. He was. If I did, you'd probably remember his name. But he was talking about how different it was for baseball players, major league baseball players versus how it is in a football locker room. And he said he was amazed that when they went into the locker room, they were sharing a stadium with a baseball team and and they had like this huge spread of food. They had beer and other alcoholic beverages available for the players. And he's like, and and they were mingling with the other team. And he's like, we want to kill the other team. We don't talk nice to, we don't break bread with them. And he <laughs> was just getting all worked up. And it's like, it has changed a lot over the last few decades. Yeah, it has. It has, but that's kind of, I think, a product of the NFL. 
I mean, they they try to tamp down celebration so much. Well, they brought him back. The no fun league. You got to be respectable. I love how they did that. They they said, nope, over celebration, 15 or whatever they call it. But but then they came back and said, oh, you guys can do it now. The fans seem to like it. We can sell more stuff. I don't have much else there, bro. I don't have too much else either. I'm enjoying watching the pack. I wish we could play some earlier games for my benefit, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we're having a fun season. You know, it was hard to know what to expect for this season, but it's it's been fun. Even the losses, it's kind of been fun to just see a different Packers team, see young guys try to thrive. I agree. I agree. I'm trying to find it's just a second here. Let's take a look at see how many more we got so Sean can get to bed early. Uh, my computer is being. Are you slow. looking at for like our games? We have the yeah, Monday so night got, against the Giants, the night game against the the Giants, and then we got a noon game against Tampa, noon game at Carolina, uh, night game at Minnesota. Which is okay because I'm on break. I'm on winter break for that one. Oh, good. And then. Uh, Chicago Bears to probably flex that one if there's any meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's still TBD. So, all right. It's been fun. We appreciate everyone listening. Join us on the Facebook group, Bleeding Green and Gold. We are going to roll through New York and we'll see you afterwards. All right. Thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. Until next week, go pack. Go! Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!